The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast, and we are looking at week 11 of the NFL season today. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here, as always, joined by Sportsline's finest, RJ White and Alex Halsnack, a.k.a. Prop Stars. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. If you like winning picks, make sure that you sign up at Sportsline.com and use the promo code PICK to get your first month for just $1. Last episode in the feed, Brinson, Brady, and Liget discussed the Deshaun Watson injury and predicted the division winners. Check it out on our YouTube channel or anywhere that you get your podcasts. All right, so let's start by looking back at last week. Uh, in a in a change of events, fellas, I was the only one with a winning record. It hasn't exactly helped my overall record, okay, 25 and 32, but how about a winning week for Mox? Come on. Thank you. Hey. I needed it. Any any key takeaways from last week, RJ? Yeah, it was an interesting week. Um, you know, I didn't do that badly in the circuit contest. Went four and one. Ooh, uh, the the Baltimore loss really, really, you know, just a ridiculous non-cover. I mean, yeah, ridiculous. Was, you get the deflected interception, goes up in the air, and you know, falls into a defender's hands, and he runs it back for a touchdown. I felt like they should have covered that game and give me a five and zero, oh, but still doing well there. Um, you know, so where, where, so, where are you? Uh, where, where are you in the standings? I think like around 240, tied for 240 or so, and wow. top 100 cash. It's 5,200 people. So, um, doing well, right on the pace you want to be on at this time of year. Just have to keep keep chugging along with some three and twos, and then hope that the other people ahead of me, uh, some of them are going to lose. So, hope that enough of them lose to get me the money. I love that. I hope nice you win too, because then we can add that to your like milli milli maker, not milli maker. That's the fantasy one. Circa millions winner R.J. White. That would be, be nice. Got a good ring to it. 
Got to get ring to it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move things over into this week. Uh, we'll go through the early slate of games. Please note that uh, all lines are subject to change and odds as well. This is about Thursday at 2 p.m. So even right now, guys, shop around the lines that we're even saying because there is some discrepancies by a hook or so on a lot of different um, books on here. So we're obviously using all FanDuel odds because this show is sponsored by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Let's start. With the Chargers laying three at the Green Bay Packers, this total 43 and a half. Uh, Brinson, you know, a while ago, you would you would never not bet on the Packers at home, but that's not this season, huh? Yeah, I mean, the Packers are trash, hot trash. In fact. <laughs> and um, I think it's interesting that, and I sort of wrote about this for CBSSports.com, but the, like, everything's falling on Jordan love in terms of the blame and the issues. And, you know, part of that is because he was a first round pick and he replaced Aaron Rodgers. And there's all these you know reasons why Packers fans should be upset at, at Jordan love. Cause they thought that, you know, when they, when you move on from Aaron Rodgers, that you're going to do it, you know, especially for a guy that you traded up for to get a, you know, for a, for a franchise quarterback. And it looked like after like two games, it was like, Oh my God, Jordan loves a guy. Uh, maybe not. But you know what's even worse? They have nine first-round picks, I think, on defense. And they stink. Yeah, They can't stop anybody. The Chargers' offense is kind of regressing, but really showed some great signs against Detroit. Outstanding performance from Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen really balled out. And I think this is kind of a last stand for the Chargers if they want to make a, make a playoff push at all. So I think we get an inspired performance from that offense. Brandon Staley's got to save his job, too. And defensively, the Chargers should be able to do enough against Jordan Love and the Packers, I think, to uh, to come away with a win. Would like it to be less than three, but, you know, I mean, it would probably end up being a push with the Chargers minus three is the best bet because the Chargers don't know how to do anything other than win by three. <laughs> they don't even do that that well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm on the other side. I love the Packers this week. You talk about how, how trash they are. You, you know who's trash is is the Chargers coaching staff. And, and I mean, this is going to never be good. I think the market here is projecting them to be still be an above average team because the Packers have a great home field advantage, one of the best home field advantages in the league, especially you get down later in the year. Uh, it's even more so. So I think with this number, either the Chargers got to be better than average or the Packers have to be one of the worst teams in the league. And if you want to rank them next to the Panthers, I think that, you know, that that's your call. I don't think they're quite that bad. They look like they had a response. Respectable offense on the road last week, despite a poor game from Aaron Jones. We thought with his absence, when he finally came back, that would be the difference. But he didn't play well, and they still had a good game. And then you get those two bad Jordan Love picks at the end, which you're never going to avoid with him. But, um, you know, Chargers like to keep teams around anyway. Their defense, 31st in yards per pass. So while while Green Bay is in Detroit, they're not going to score 41. I think they'll be able to score points in this game. Their defense, you talked about how bad they are. They had a rough t- you know run with injuries. A lot of guys missing last week. Should be better this week. Um, hopefully the secondary will be better. I know Jair. Alexander missed uh, Wednesday's practice and because they traded away Rizal Douglas, that's already, you know, a double shot there, but luckily for them, you only have to recover one receiver for the chargers because they're down to Keenan Allen and he just gets all the targets now and you don't really have to worry about any of these other guys. So, and Keenan Allen himself was, did not practice on Wednesday with a shoulder injury. So if he's limited in this game, I mean, I don't know how the chargers are going to move the ball a ton here. You throw in their power rating plus green Bay's home field. I wouldn't be surprised if this, if you'd have made this line Packers minus one, it wouldn't have shocked me. I think the Packers have a case to be favored here. So at plus three, I love taking them. It's my first best bet. All right, pop stars. You're looking at Aaron Jones. 
I do. I'm going to fade him. RJ mentioned him. Uh, he just hasn't looked good. He's got a lingering hamstring uh, issue that just seems to have sapped his effectiveness. Uh, he's averaging only 3.7 yards per carry this season. He's been held under this line in five or six games. It's under 54 and a half rushing yards, uh, by the way. He's only gone over one single performance. It required 20 carries as well in the game. Chargers defense isn't good, but the one place that they're adequate or above average is they've been a good run-stopping defense. Defense. They were eighth in EPA uh, allowed per rush coming into the week. They've shut down Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Brees Hall, Dante Foreman, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs held all those guys to below uh, 60 rushing yards and uh, 4.0 yards per carry. I think it's a good spot to fade Aaron Jones. I think we're just going to see uh, pretty much a split between A.J. Dillon, who hasn't been great himself, but he's been equally, if not more effective than Aaron Jones. So I'm going to fade him. I think they're going to utilize Jones more in the short area passing game and as a receiver. Chargers have been really good against the run, too. Um, and so would you guys start Keaton Mitchell on Thursday? We're recording this on Thursday. This I'm asking for fantasy questions. Keaton <laughs> Mitchell or Aaron Jones this week? Uh, it depends. Uh, I, I would depend on the, kind of the situation. If I was trailing and I needed a high upside game, then I'd probably go Mitchell. If I'm looking for like a guaranteed 10 to 12 points, I'd go Aaron Jones. Okay. You said Jones? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. This is my dad's fantasy team. Oh, are you? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went three and zero in his work league. He's surging. Oh, we had, we had a hard, we had... Yeah, you're just not. You're going to get the volume there, and I'm not sure you get it with Mitchell. It's that. He's like, stuff. he's like, uh, you got a minute? I need to talk to you. I'm like, oh boy. He's like, let's talk about this uh, defense situation. We dropped uh, the Vikings for the Chiefs. Very exciting oh, news. Oh, very exciting um, news. Thought about actually picking up the Jacksonville Jaguars mm. because. Will right. Levis is currently on pace. Like, uh, I think if you like prorated his pressures on like sacks, he'd have like 400 pressures on the season or something ridiculous. Uh, and the Tennessee Titans are headed to Jacksonville, where the Jaguars are a seven point favorite with a total of 40.5. Um, pretty big, uh, you know, divisional matchup here for Jacksonville. Like, you, you have the Texans nipping at your heels. Um, Titans feel like they're probably done for the season uh, and really can't do much on offense, which is why you're fading their team total, aren't you, RJ? Yeah, I like the the Jaguars at minus six and a half. Even at seven, I would lean there, even though that's what my power ratings make it. It's just a great bounce back spot for them. Second straight at yeah. home off a of bye. Tennessee's third straight on the road with that rookie quarterback. And we who very excited about that first game. And then it's kind of unfolded since then. Um, and not looked as good. Tennessee's offense at 3.5 yards per play against Tampa's defense. And that defense profiles similar to Jacksonville this year statistically in yards per play. Um, but Jacksonville's been way better on third down. Tennessee's defense way easier to pass on than San Francisco's, which Jacksonville had you know major issues with last week. I think this will be a good bounce back spot for them, and they'll put up points. Um, they've had no problem beating up on limited teams like this, holding the, holding the scoring down a little bit. I think the only worry here is, of course, the Mike Vrabel underdog magic. But just I have not been impressed with the offense lately, and even Jacksonville can get some pressure on levis and keep this total under 16 and a half don't think the titans are going to score two touchdowns in this game all right moving on to an even more unimpressive offense las vegas raiders are taking mm -hmm. on the miami dolphins dolphins laying 12 and a half we talked about this on our monday early leans or early odds show i believe this was like nine and a half or ten we told you to go ahead and lay that then and this line would move it has wow. brinson you i believe I think it's just at the line that we – well, Brinson, you weren't on Monday, actually. I went on Monday, but yeah. Harry was. I think Harry had said this. He thought this one would get up to 12 and a half, and look where it is, right where predicted. Nice job, Harry. Um, but you're going to lay these points. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. What was the what was the impetus for the line move? I mean, was it like – I mean, I haven't followed – I think it. people was just it... betting it. I think it's just people really? – yeah. 
Wow. That's uh, that it's a pretty thing. gigantic. It's a pretty gigantic move. Three points. I mean, like not because not it's like, it's, we saw it with the Cowboys last week. The Niners have gone up two points too. Like it's yeah. people are just hammering these double digit spreads, which is crazy because the last few weeks there was a lot of really tight spreads, you know, under a field goal. Now we got all these double digits. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, it's, you know, partially just a case of matchups. It's also a case of, and I think you're really seeing it this year more so than ever before in the NFL, where a major separation between the top teams and the bottom teams in, in, in the league, like, and the, you know, a lot of these bottom teams are, have lost quarterbacks or are just being run into the ground by Bill Belichick and Frank Wright, you know, or uh, Matt Eberflus, but you get the point. Weird season. Anywho, uh, I'm thinking the Dolphins is the best bet laying the 12 and a half. Miami is probably getting Devin Achan back. Oh, right. my fantasy right. needs yeah. it. So you got to clear up your IR spots in those fantasy oh, leagues. Yeah. And Hell yeah, my um, right now. I don't think that the Raiders can sl- – so here's the other thing too. Tyreek Hill against former division opponents. He's played, the, he's played the Chargers and the Broncos this year. Has 20 catches for 370 yards, I believe, and three touchdowns in those wow. two games. Went wow. for 215 and 150 yeah so he's got 215 against the chargers i think and then 157 against the broncos with bananas he's gonna do the same thing against the raiders he hates these teams he likes to light up these teams the raiders aren't gonna be able to slow him down they don't have anybody that can stop tyreek hill and two of they're coming off the bye so they're well rested two have got uh got cornrows like did you see this yeah. it's like it's like wild to see it's like what if it's like what if two is like it's like two is breaking bad moment and all of a sudden he's just gonna like like throw up bombs to Tyreek uh HN back again that's huge I think the running game gets going and I don't think the Raiders you know the Dolphins defense isn't like elite per se but I don't think the Raiders can keep pace here and I think Miami rolls uh we've seen them beat up on bad teams and uh, they don't have a win against a team with a winning record but the Raiders uh just 500 think they can uh, take care of business here and, and win by two touchdowns plus Tua kind of looks like Drake with the uh yeah yeah that was the that was the is that wow okay RJ? Um, yeah yeah uh I would I mean it's too many points to lay with the Dolphins I think here but you I can't play the Raiders in this spot you know offense 29th in yards per play O'Connell's not really lighting it up can't trust him on the road now for the first time since he became starter I believe I'm not, not completely sure on that but Vegas defense 28th in yards per rush Miami can get that lead in the first half and expand it in the second half with HN and Mostert um so I, I would expect this to be around this number maybe even higher if I'm playing this game it's going to be Raiders team total under I am a little worried about a sleepy spot uh well you know Miami plays the Friday game next a little bit of a short week more worried about it with a lot of these Thursday teams there are a lot of big favorites that play on Thursday next and they, they the market is telling them they don't have to take these teams very seriously so we're going to go through with, with these games but I would caution people to play a lot of big favorites this week you mean like the Thanksgiving games yeah, so you get San Francisco play Seattle on Thanksgiving in their eleven and a half point favorites this week. Cowboys are ten and a half point. Oh, favorites. oh, oh you're saying oh, the 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 big favorites who are playing that Thursday game? Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Cowboys big favorites on the road this week, and and they have to worry about a Thanksgiving game next week. Commanders somehow big favorites this week, and they got to worry about the Cowboys next week. And and Detroit is in that same spot too. So it's just a lot of these games. It seems like how are they going to not cover this big number? Sleepy spot, a lot of the quick turnaround, dealing with the holidays. So I'm a little bit worried about this week. I think it could be a week week you're not worried about your packers your precious little <laughs> packers going to but detroit pa- <laughs> right but the pack the packers aren't in a spot where they can not take a team serious they're underdogs yeah. at home yeah. in that game so a little bit and different. they're not that serious in general yeah 
Yeah, uh, that's a that's a that's a really good point about the good sleepy point. week. And yeah, the Dolphins are at the Jets on Black Friday, so that uh, yeah, that's definitely something to watch. I think Welcome we'll back, see a lot. Of... I'm back, guys. <laughs> you could actually, I think you could look at like over. They might even not use Achan a ton in this game. Actually, if they if they think that they want to try to save him for uh, that Jets matchup, if, I don't think he's actually activated yet. But I could be wrong. No, he might only get like five carries and only like two hundred rushing yards. So a little bit disappointing. I mean, the dude is unbelievable. Cowboys. Speaking about that, that uh, the yeah. big favorite on the road on a short, we're headed for a short week. Dallas, of course, um, hosting as they do every Thanksgiving. The mm. uh, the Commanders at four thirty. Is that the which which game is the CBS game? That the CBS is the Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah. How about that? That game's on CBS. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson. Um, they are probably not the calling. Yeah, the A team. They're, the A team is probably not calling this game. Cowboys are ten and a half point favorites on the road against Carolina with a total of forty one and a half. Um, that total juiced a little bit to the over. Um, Man, Dallas has been really interesting. They beat the brakes off some really bad teams. You know, they skunked the Giants forty to nothing on the road in Week One. Um, they 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 man they manhandled bad teams with the exception of the Cardinals, and they did it again with the Giants uh, this past week. But I, I think it's an interesting spot. The, the Panthers are really bad. They are really bad, but like, so bad that that Frank Wright took back play calling duties this week from Thomas Brown after three games, which to me is a very clear cut signal that David Tepper has let Frank Wright, Frank Wright know that if things don't turn around over the final eight games of the season, he's going to be one and done in Carolina. And David Tepper d- doesn't care about firing people and paying them because he is, he's like the second richest owner in, in behind the Walton family uh, in the NFL by, and he's the second richest by a long margin. And he just, he, he'll fire. He just doesn't care. He'll fire somebody. We saw reports coming out this week of Bill O'Brien being linked to the Panthers because of his success uh, with Bryce Young at Alabama with everyone ignoring the fact that he had success with Mac Jones at Alabama and isn't doing it with the Patriots. Uh, but I think this is definitely a spot where the Panthers are desperate. And as you mentioned, it could be a look at spot RJ for the Cowboys. Yeah, um, my best bet here is a prop. I put on my prop stars hat here, and I'm taking Tony Pollard under 66 and a half rush yards. His best rushing total since week three is 55. Rico Data looks like he could be working into a timeshare. He got some more work and was more effective last week. And I think the plan for these big these games here, where the Cowboys are winning big or big favorites, might be to rest Pollard a little bit, keep him fresh for the playoffs. So I, he hasn't been getting a ton of carries. I think 15 has been his match. Since, He's since week three. And, I mean, Pollard and, was brutal, man. I mean, how did he not score against the freaking uh, Giants? So, yeah. So, I think they would just want him healthy and, and fresh in uh, in January more than this game. So, I have him under 66 and a half. I, I really like Carolina in this game. Um, I'm probably going to end up playing them um, in the in the contest. I'm thinking about it. I mean, this line is inflated off of Dallas' destruction of Tommy DeVito. Carolina's offense is bad, but not as bad as that offense we saw last week. Defense actually playing well. Four touchdowns allowed in their last three games. Dallas averaging 17 points in their last four on the road. They could win in a big blowout if they're focused. But, again, sleepy spot um, Thursday next. Road game against the awful Arizona team. It was the same situation. They didn't have to take them serious. And they lost that game by double digits. Then you point out double-digit home dogs are 29-1 and one against the spread in the last 30. And then Whoa. this year, road favorites of 7-plus are 0-7-2 against the spread this year. And so that's only 7. Now we're talking 10.5. It's just not a great spot to play the Cowboys. If you don't trust the Panthers, stay away from this game, but I would not lay it with the Cowboys here. Yeah, and, and I think just to your point, too, about the the like the Thanksgiving game, 
You know, I mean, like it matters for Detroit, of course. Like it's a huge game. They're getting the Packers and they're hosting them. But like Jerry Jones takes these Thanksgiving games. Like they, oh. like they, they are weighted more heavily weighted in his overall approach to like wins and losses than a normal game, especially against a Washington team um, that that the cow the you know, the Cowboys would be pretty big favorites against them at home. Like I think. Jerry, if you lost to the Panthers and then beat the crap out of Washington, that would be a net positive for for Jerry Jones, honestly. You should see this spread, I'm sure. Um, shout out to our friend uh, Jane Slater, who is the team reporter uh, for the NFL Network for the Cowboys. And every year she posts the Thanksgiving spread that Jerry Jones does for the media, and it is spectacular. So, yes? Just want to point out real quick, uh, you know who has not been awful is C.D. Lamb. Mm. Three oh, consecutive games with double-digit receptions and 150-yard uh, games. Princeton and I, we've been talking about it all offseason and even early in the season when he got off to a slow start. C.D. Lamb was ready to ascend into that elite tier of wide receivers. I think he's there. He's been absolutely dominant, uh, really not getting the same volume that a guy like Tyreek is, but the numbers are just off the charts. He's, I believe, 20 or 25 yards shy of a thousand yard season in just nine games so far. So hats off to CeeDee Lamb, who has been absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to Dave Richard for trading me CeeDee Lamb three weeks ago in our dynasty league. <laughs> <laughs> I've mean, I had to give up Cooper Cup and Mike Evans and Alvin Kamara, but I got CD Lamb in the first round. Pick, so. And then beat the and then beat the brakes off of Dave with CD Lamb. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, all right. Well, uh, one team that was really fun and frisky in the beginning and then kind of dropped off, but now is fun and frisky again. The Arizona Cardinals at the Houston Texans. Texans laying four and a half on FanDuel. You could still grab fives out in the market. So, you know, as always, make sure that you're shopping around for the best lines. This total 48 and a half. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the points. With the Cardinals, this just feels like a classic letdown spot for the Texans coming off two monster wins. They beat the Bengals as seven-point dogs. I know that line closed, I think, at five and a half, but at one point it was seven and a half. And I just keep thinking back to this Kyler Murray two-minute drill at the end of the game. Uh, it was so impressive with both his legs and his arm. You got James Conner back, um, and it just seems to me that the Texans have been going so strong. I still think they win this game, but I'm going to go ahead and give the points um, – or excuse me, take the points with the Cardinals. And then also prop stars, we talked about this on Monday, Trey McBride, over 54 and a half receiving yards. He's only surpassed 40 uh, receiving yards once um, in eight games. But I mean, let's just look at last week. He reeled in eight of nine targets, 131 yards in that um, 25 to 23 victory over the Falcons. No Ertz still. And we know that uh, Kyler Murray relies on tight end. So I think you said it, prop stars. Keep hammering this guy as long as uh, Murray is the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. You could have slapped on Travis Kelsey's jersey, and I wouldn't have been able to tell much a difference, honestly. Uh, looked absolutely phenomenal, explosive, second-year ascending player. I love what I've seen from Trey McBride playing in every down role, I believe, 100% of the snaps last week. So, uh, yeah, Kyler and him both look excellent. Another another game like that, he's going to have the uh, prop stars in his DMs. You know, not, not prop stars, <laughs> pop stars. So you can take bets on which which uh, which pop star he ends up dating. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I like the Texans early in the week, especially when three and a halfs were out there. Now that it's getting a little bloated, I'm kind of on the side with Katie in Arizona. I don't see why they can't keep this game close. Um, you know, they they had 5.9 yards per play against a solid Atlanta defense. My biggest worry with Murray is that he would be limited early by his injury on the ground. But he went six for 33, had a long run, had another touch, had a touchdown on another run. And Arizona's defense had a good game. I know they're facing an elite Houston pass offense, which sounds weird to say 
but but Houston is like one of the best past offenses in the league at this point. Um, but maybe they can slow them down a little bit here. And their defense had been and the the Houston defense had been solid before the wild Tampa Bay game, third in yards per rush, could put a little more on Murray throwing the ball. So that's why I like the, the Trey McBride too. But this could be a look ahead spot for Houston. You know, weirdly enough, Jacksonville is up next. They beat them already once. They beat him again next week. They're in the driver's seat for, to win the division. So you start looking ahead a little bit. It, it lets the Cardinals back in this game. Um, I think there are five and a halves out there. If we get five and a half, I play that as a best bet. I'm just going to go best bet Arizona plus three and a half in the first half only. Mm. So this line, the, the fact that I actually did get, uh, I saw three and a halves out there early in the week. Now that I, for the full line, now I can just get it in the first half. Like taking that, like it to be a close game at halftime, and then we'll see what happens in the second half. I love it. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here and we come back more games plus the pick six parlay. We were cheated last week. Find out why when we get back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's time for the Pick 6 Parlay, where we each select a game for a four-leg money-lying parlay, but there are some rules. First, the person with the best record, hello, Mox, this week for the first time ever since we started this game, gets to add the first leg, second place the second, and so on. Ties are broken by season record. Second, by the end, we have to have at least one plus money pick in there. That's right. There must be one dog. The Pick 6 Parlay. Segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Last week. Unbelie- unbelievable that that parlay didn't hit last week. And, like, and why, RJ, and why RJ, RJ didn't it hit? hit? It, my leg didn't hit because the freaking Ravens coughed up yes. a 14-point lead with, like, what, seven minutes left on that that we talked about earlier? I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, That's we had um, well, we have Dallas, Obviously, Ravens, Vikings, Seahawks, Vikings, one is a dog. Seahawks took care of business. And then the freaking Ravens. Are you kidding me with that? Classic fourth quarter collapse by them. They even, they even got the missed extra point to like still stole it on the money line. Even they didn't cover it. They lost the damn game. We're going to win one of these. And it starts in week 11. (laughs) I decided I get to pick first. So, oh my gosh, shocker. Katie's picking the 49ers minus 670 here. Hmm. RJ. I get to I get to go second. Um, I'm kind of on the fence whether I take the dog here, but I know I'm sure not a lot of people are going to like it. I know Brinson wouldn't like it because it would be the Packers if I went the dog. <laughs> um, so I'll I'll bypass them. I'll, I'll I'll put the pressure on the guys a little bit further down the totem pole to pick a, a dog, and I'll go with Dolphins minus 800 is the second pick. Going to come out of the bye focused and healthy after that Chiefs loss. Vegas needs a step up in competition after beating two bad offenses. I don't think they're going to hang with the Dolphins here. So even at minus 800, I think it's there's a little bit of value there. So I'm going to throw it in. Um, man, so 
I put the Niners and the Dolphins in this parlay. Like I'm doing the parlay live on FanDuel, uh, sportsbook.fanduel.com slash football. Oh. And I was like, you know what? Feeling saucy is heck. Let's just see what the price does if you put the Panthers in there okay. at plus 460. And it just doesn't – like you don't really get that much value, I don't think, relative to the like the risk there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's because of our two legs are, are weighing it down. Right yeah, now. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, exactly. Our we're, legs yeah. are massive. Um, oh, me and my. I think what I'm going to do is take a. Yeah, it's minus three forty six right now. So, do the Rams count as an underdog if they are plus one but minus one hundred eight on the money line? No, you can take them obviously, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't fulfill uh, our uh, plus yeah. money. I keep seeing Harry type it into our doc and then erasing it because you say it out loud. That aren't um, all right. I think I'm gonna go then with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like this. At plus like one hundred. Even money. Yes, I like it. RJ, did you want me to go to the Packers? That that would actually be the smart move, the heel move. Yeah, well, no, you'd like the charter, so you shouldn't be going the Packers. If, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be care. me. I'll, I'll fall, I'll fall on a fall on the sword for this for this uh, for this parlay. Um, prop stars, where are you taking us? I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, unless prop stars, uh, unless you have like a really good underdog you like, Alex, then I'll. I mean, I'm, I can pick a. Uh, I, I like the Vikings, but I mean, I'm good either way, guys. So you tell me. What do you What do you guys think about the Steelers? You throw. You can throw two in there. So I like. I, yeah. yeah. I, I All right, I let's do that. Okay. All right. What let's, are our odds? Yeah. Vikings. We're going to add the uh, Harry's like, will you guys just freaking pick settle on something? Um, <laughs> Vikings at plus 118. That gets us to plus 462. 49ers minus 670. Dolphins minus 820. Steelers at even money. And the Vikings at plus 118. That's our pick six podcast parlay. I love it. This segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Week 11, this hits. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was trying to figure out what the noise was coming from upstairs. I think my brother's blasting like jazz or something. Oh, I, was, I thought you were alone. I was like, maybe you got a little poltergeist. No, no, no. no. He's, um, well, so my, they came, they're still sort of adjusting to the time difference in Indonesia. Um, and uh, oh, Are they back? Yeah, they got back like okay. yesterday. So my brother, I think my brother is, uh, just woke up. Which is hilarious. Speaking of the Steelers, the Steelers, Steelers are minus one and a half at the Cleveland Browns. Oh, they're minus one and a half now. Is that moves? They're plus one and a half. Plus one and a half, minus one twenty. Uh, the the, so the Browns are favored in this game, despite losing to Sean Watson, which I guess tells you something about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have now won, uh, or they're six and three, and they've been outgained by their opponent in nine consecutive games. Every game this season, their opponent has outgained him. And, of course, it wouldn't be a discussion about the Steelers if I didn't point out hashtag magic beans. Um, RJ, you've got the Steelers in a teaser here, right? Yeah, it's 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 pick them. It's one in a lot of places. We have it at one and a half here, and I think you get either team at one and a half. You tease it because look at that total, thirty-two and a half. I mean, they're not expected to be any points in this game. I think all, everybody in, in in America is expecting this to be a 13-10, 17-13 type of game. And when you're teasing these six-point games, when you get a super low total, they're even more valuable. Points are going to be hard to come by here. So because we have that available here, it's going to be the first look of my teaser at plus seven and a half. I mean, they were lucky to beat Cleveland in the first meeting. I don't expect them to have any success off 
offensively, really. But with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I don't expect offensive success on the Cleveland side either. Um, I, I would expect that Cleveland would be able to run the ball if they had Deshaun Watson in there under center with the threat of passing. Um, but if, if they don't have to respect that, then you could just load up the box and let TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith go nuts on those backup tackles that are going to be in for Cleveland. So going to be a low-scoring game either way. Um, I just take take the uh, take the the first leg of my teaser here with Pittsburgh and get a, a nice little juicy seven and a half uh, on a thirty-two and a half point total. I love that. I'm taking the under. It's at thirty-two and a half. It's gross. It's so low. But like you said, RJ, who is scoring in this game? The last start that DTR had didn't he have no passing touchdowns and three interceptions. You got Kenny Pickett who can't seem to run this offense uh, to say, I tried to look to see if I could get both quarterbacks to throw an interception and parlay them, but they weren't available um, quite yet. This is going to be a game of turnovers, a game of defense, uh, defense, low scoring. So I will take that under 32 and a half. Um, I think you can still grab 33s out there if you are sick like me and want to take an under this low. I have a no- note for some sports, but maybe fam will go out there and put a, a prop up to say, uh, who will score more touchdowns in this game, the offenses or the defenses? And I, I want to see the odds you give me on the defenses because I might think about taking it. Yeah, I do like that. Fandle, listen up. Um, all right, moving on. The Giants. This is one interesting one that you brought up about the Thanksgiving Day uh, games. Giants at the Commanders, nine and a half. Um, this total, 36 and a half. Is that still there? Giants hey, were- babe, babe, by, by the way, just really quickly on, on FanDuel, I just I was looking to see first touchdown score. Browns first drive punt, Steelers first drive punt. Uh, yes. Parlay is plus yes. 160. Do it. It's not it. bad. No, that is absolutely happening. I'd rather toss that in there than the, than the Steelers plus 100, I mean, honestly. Like, sometimes the only, the sometimes thing- on books, too, you can bet the over-under on, on the amount of punts made. This may be one where you take um, an over on a punt. There's a lot of interesting things you could do with this game besides – uh, take a side. All right. Uh, Giants at nine and a half. Uh, you could still find it at 10. I like the Giants plus the 10. Uh, and look, I faded the Giants last week. It actually cashed. Uh, Tommy DeVito, pride in New Jersey, hasn't really done much. I don't necessarily think they can keep this close, but of a total of 37 or 36 and a half to have a nine and a half point or 10 point um, favorite, that's just too many points for such a low total. And if you think about Sam Howell, I mean, he get sacked more than anyone else. And you're up against Wink Martindale, who's just going to blitz the living daylights out of him, um, make it hard for him. So I think this one's going to be as ugly as you expect, lower scoring, but I can't lay that many points with the commanders with this total so low. So give me the Giants. Yeah, who who are the commanders to be laying this many points against anyone? I know it's the worst yeah. offense we've ever seen, and, and I have the the Giants rated as minus ten in my power ratings, which is as low as you're going to find the team <laughs> at this point of the season. But even at that number, I mean, the commanders because they don't have a great home field advantage, they need to be uh, pretty close to average. And I don't think they're an average team with that defense. So I agree with this pick. Um, I, I'm a little bit hesitant with Tommy DeVito. I think the play here might be to wait until in game, and as soon as they put Matt Barkley yeah. in, bet the Giants because then you have to actually have a passing game to respect there. Um, a little bit because we know he can at least throw a far pass. Um, so, but I, I just don't think I just don't see how you can make the Commanders massive favorites in this game considering their defense. Agreed. The Chicago Bears. RJ mentioned the um, teams that are playing on Thanksgiving, all with these big spreads. The Niners. We'll talk about them in a minute. We talked about the Cowboys, of course, and then you have the. Uh, and, and by the way, like don't sleep with the Commanders. I mean, kind of look. I know it's a divisional game, but yeah. Kind of looking ahead, like they got to play Thursday against at 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 Dallas, and that's a huge game. Like you win 
you got to be thinking. I mean, I think every game you have to win if you're the commanders to get back in the. You're right there in the playoff hunt. Anyway, point being is that the uh, Lions are hosting, of course, on Thanksgiving as they do every Thanksgiving, uh, but they are first hosting the Bears as seven and a half point favorites. And I don't care that RJ says we should be worried that the Lions are playing again on Thursday and playing on Thanksgiving. They got PC principal, aka Dan Campbell, aka Dan the Man. Aka whatever else you have, whatever the hell else you want to call Dan Campbell, uh, my favorite coach, America's favorite coach, and he ain't gonna let him overlook the Bears, especially not with Justin Fields coming back. I don't care if Fields, the uh, Tyson Bagent, Tyler Bagent, TD Bagent, I don't care who it is. I think the Bears get romped here by a, a Lions team that is really feeling itself, especially after a win. And that this Lions team at home against a hated rival, hated division rival, these fans have been outrageous when they travel. And at home, they are loud as hell. They know they're going to be getting wasted in Detroit for Sunday through Thursday, celebrating Thanksgiving, celebrating good Lions football, and the Lions roll the Bears in this spot. When's the last time the Lions won on Thanksgiving? Just, uh, I don't know, but my Uncle Mills says to always bet on the Lions on Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, I don't think so, okay. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, you never, you never fade the Lions on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They need to stop playing David Blau, your favorite quarterback. Uh, yeah. He's the Thanksgiving legend, David Blau. Um, yeah, I, this line has come down because Justin Fields is trending toward being in. Looks like he's going to play. Um, at When it was double digits, I thought this was in danger of being a sleepy spot. If you're playing Tyson Bajan as a double-digit favorite, you got the Thursday game up next and Thanksgiving. Maybe you come out a little flat in this game. I don't think that I, we're going to see that from Detroit. Or I think they'll be focused um, with Justin Fields coming back here. They'll yep. play this game. I would lean to the 7.5 as well. Um, but because the line's come down so far, I threw it in as a second leg of my teaser, minus 1.5. I do think they're going to win this game. Um, it's just, you know, Detroit's defense, fourth in yards per rush. Chicago's offense going to have to have success passing. And, and with Fields in his first game back, I'm not counting on that. Um, Chicago's defense, all of a sudden, number one in yards per rush, but Detroit off a of back-to-back 200-yard rushing games. So it's strength versus strength there, and I think Detroit can get the upper hand with their offensive line there. Um, so, yeah, recent solid def- Chicago defensive run came against offenses that couldn't pass, and Detroit is an offense that can pass fifth in yards per pass right now. So I believe that they're going to win this game, um, but if you want to be safe because the line's right in teaser range now because of how much it's come down, tease it with something else. So T- Detroit minus one and a half and Pittsburgh plus seven and a half is my teaser. Yeah, you know what? Um, there's nothing like more annoying than me putting in a best bet and then like RJ's got a teaser. I'm like, that's such a better idea than my I don't know why bet. I never think of it either. <laughs> um, do uh, Did your teaser hit last week? Wasn't it undefeated? And then we, yeah. Harry brought it up. Did it hit last week? I can't remember what we had on this podcast because I do a few different things here. I don't think it did. And I definitely had the Vikings as a leg. Um, but um, but I think whatever the other leg was, it might have been the uh, the Titans as like a plus two and a half to, to keep it within eight and a half. And they lost by 14. So I can't remember exactly which one it was. It was a classic Jared, Jared, jinx. Jared Goff uh, this year, just, just keeping it up. Um, incredible splits home versus road. Completing seventy-two percent of his passes at home, 65 point eight on the on on the road. Um, at one hundred six point five quarterback rating at home, ninety-three point nine on the road. Eight point one yards per attempt at home, seven point four on the road. Um, you know, eight touchdowns and three interceptions versus six and two. He's I mean, he's playing great football everywhere, but he is like he has like been very vocal about these fans, how much he loves his fan base, how like and this fan and I just think I, I think to just to back it up, I think we do get a focused aggressive Detroit pass attack in this game. Jameson Williams up top one time. Also sounds like we don't fade them on Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
That's right. Oh, uh, prop. I'm sorry. You have a you have a you have a prop here too. I do. I am backing rookie running back Jameer Gibbs over 36 and a half rushing yards. That's the number I got on the site. It's ticked up to I believe 40, 41 and a half. Still comfortable playing it there. It was super encouraging to see David Montgomery healthy and Jameer Gibbs out snap, out touch, out carry David Montgomery in a game with, again, both backs active and healthy. Uh, both made pl- huge chunk plays. Uh, Jameer Gibbs showed off his trademark elusiveness, breakaway speed, uh, explosiveness. So, yeah, Jameer Gibbs is locked into a high-leverage role in this Detroit offense behind an excellent offensive line. He looks more and more comfortable every game. Uh, it was also cool to see him not only running effectively between the tackles, but there was a play where he ran to the one-yard line. I don't know if you guys recall this. And Monty got called in to go vulture a touchdown, and he actually allowed for Jameer Gibbs to uh, get the touchdown run himself, who then proceeded yeah. to have a one-yard rush. So uh, that was awesome to see. And, uh, yeah, I've just been so impressed with Jameer Gibbs. I'm shocked this number is so low. This is by far my favorite prop on the board so far. I like his combination line. I like his rushing line. I am all in on Jameer Gibbs, even against a vaunted Bears run defense that, frankly, has been uh, excellent. But when we're talking about the Detroit Lions, their run-blocking line, and Jameer Gibbs, I think he can be effective versus any defense. So, yeah, give me Jameer Gibbs. Uh, worth noting, too, real quickly, that uh, I don't know if you guys – do you guys follow at Coach Speak Index on Twitter? No. What oh, my is God. That? It's a great account. Highly recommend you follow it. Um, I like, recently started following it. And it's like basically takes all these, um, all these like uh, quotes from coaches, right, and then does an index. And, like, so, for instance – a lot to unpack here. Dan Campbell talking about workload split between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Certainly we know what David can do. I think it'll be a little bit by committee and make sure we get those guys' touches. Gibbs will get his touches. But the best part about this is that Dan Campbell has an 85% reliability rating on depth chart coach speak and an 85% rating on usage workload coach speak, which means to props point, like Jameer Gibbs is going to get his touches. Like they're not going to suddenly out of nowhere phase like Jameer Gibbs out like he was early on in the season when they were using David Montgomery heavily, which I, I think that's, I think that's worth noting um, because we could continue to see Jameer Gibbs and again, follow at coach speak index. Good. Great follow. Yeah. Um, I like, I like just peruse the, like the feed and just see like, who, like what, what the coaches are saying. And like, you can, it's like certain coaches like lie about depth chart, but don't lie about injuries. It's really fascinating. I thought you were, uh, going, I thought you were going with uh, coach rules when you're like, have you checked out? I'm like, Oh, we, uh, no, 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 no. That the, uh, but gee, you can watch me and Coach on uh, on on HQ and CBS Sports Network later today. Coming up after the break, Katie's Niners. We got to talk about them. They are hosting uh, as a big favorite before Thanksgiving as well. But first, on Sunday, we can't wait for an NFL on CBS doubleheader. The early slate of games is headlined by an AFC North rivalry between the Steelers and the Browns. Later, AFC East foes take center stage when the Jets fly into Buffalo to take on the Bills. It all begins at noon Eastern with JB and the guys on the NFL today. All hail Sunday. The NFL is on CBS. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Niners chatter next. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast tampa bay buccaneers at the 49ers niners laying 11 and a half this total 41 and a half um fun fact about this game do you guys know that after last week, Purdy has now started for a full season of NFL starts? That was his 17th game. And do you remember who his very first start was last year? It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he took on Tom oh, Brady. Oh, he beat Tom Brady. is Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So a lot, a lot of little fun facts going on uh, in this game. And y'all know me. I never lay the points with the 49ers. I look at their team total um, cash in the first five weeks. Obviously, during that losing streak, uh, they did not score over 17. It was 23 and a half last week. That was something that cashed for us. This week, 26 and a half. And look, the thought behind this is all of Purdy's weapons are healthy. And when that happens, it's just very confusing for defenses. It's very hard to contain them when they're missing some key pieces, especially Trent Williams. Um, the offense just becomes like a little bit more predictable. And we've seen what that happened. What happens with that? Everyone got a touchdown last week, except for Christian McCaffrey. So we do have to call out that my ringer, the thing I put in <laughs> to bump up my score uh, was one of the things that didn't cash last week. It was the only time. Oh, yeah. You should wait. You should lose two yeah. units for that. Yeah. I believe yeah. I even try to the end. That's what you get. Where the stars go? Let's not move past those too quickly. I mean, you, that's because of you. That 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 streak did not happen. You it broke was the your streak. Okay. You jinxed it. It was completely you. He was going to score. And so you put that pick in and tried to get a free free win on this podcast. So that's the one that you lost is a minus two hundred touchdown prop. Well, I, I lost a I lost a couple of other ones. Yeah, but look, cheaters don't prosper on the show. Tried to throw in a fast one, blew up in my face. I didn't even have to bring it up. 
you guys probably would have forgot about it. But uh, but yes, Niners. RJ, RJ would you have forgotten about it? I forgot. About I would it. not. I was waiting for that moment. I was on call <laughs> As soon as he didn't get in, I was like, we're getting we're giving Katie hell this week. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and rightfully so. It's it's exactly what I deserve. It is exactly what I deserve. Um, but I do think the Niners get over uh, this team total. But it's very interesting what you brought up about the Thanksgiving game. Obviously, the Seahawks Niners Thanksgiving game is something that means a lot to these teams um, and these fan bases. So the 11 and a half is probably a lot, um, but scoring really hasn't been a problem with the 49ers uh, once they are clicking, which they appear to be clicking again. And during the the losing streak, I mean, the defense was a big part of the problem too. And yes. that was not the case last week against yes. Jacksonville. They were awesome. Yes. And I wonder if it made a big deal about Steve Wilkes being on the sideline. I wonder if that actually mattered for some reason. You know, it's, it's a weird thing that you're like, how can this possibly matter that much? But maybe it does for them for some reason. Tampa Bay's pass offense a little better than Jacksonville's. They are top six in interception rate and sack rate. So they don't, they don't, you know, give you free freebies or very often, you know, they're able to execute down the field. Maybe their defense can give San Fran a little trouble in the run game. Secondary held up last week too. I thought that would be a little worse for the Tampa Bay secondary because Jamel Dean left the previous game with a concussion figure. He's not going to play the next week, but he was back in there. So maybe it's a little bit tougher to score points here. It is the sleepy spot. Like you said, would lean to the Buccaneers just because of so many points, but I do think San Francisco winning the game is pretty locked in here. Yeah. The, um, I think, I think you're probably right about that one. Where Steve Wilkes on the sideline. The, the thing I would think about that is that, um, Maybe it's more like Kyle Shanahan sort of having a bit of a hand on on when Wilkes like being able to very quickly say don't effing blitz here like don't run a, a cover zero blitz please uh, would be my guess and um, yeah so Just the energy a, of having the coach on the sideline I think makes a big difference I don't think it's I don't think it's a positive thing for Steve Wilkes that that, that Kyle Shanahan wants him on the sideline I think it's a I, I think, think it's, it's a positive a, thing for the team I don't care about Steve Wilkes I think it's good for the team. Okay. Uh, Jets at, excuse me. Yeah. Jets at the Bills. Bills minus seven over under of 40 here. The Bills are in a bad spot. They just fired, of course, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator. And um, they, you know, fired him because there were too many men on the field, apparently. Uh, which is interesting because that's really more of a defensive or special team situation and not an offensive thing. But you may get a little bit of a dead cat bounce here where, you know, you, you see the team very – everybody's like, all right, we fired the OC. Uh, Joe Brady now going to take over. Like, can he can he be the guy? Like, if the if the Bills' offense rolls against the Jets – and the Bills' offense has been good all season by most metrics, but, I mean, it just feels like these turnover plays have been weighted on him. If the Bills' offense rolls against the Jets um, – It'll be great news for Joe Brady, who has been a hot name in, in, in coordinator searches before. And I think you know if he, if he solves the Jets issue. Uh, but you guys, uh, Katie, I think you have you have an under on this one, right? I do. Um, I just think the Bills are in a little bit of disarray right now. Josh Allen kind of going through some stuff, like you said, turn the ball over a lot. And it just seems to be that the Jets really show up to play the Bills every time that they meet. This defense is going to make it very tough on Buffalo. Um and of course, we know that uh, Zach Wilson can't do a lot offensively. So I like this under um, 40. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. 
I'm also on the under um, for this game at 40. Jets offense is awful. Zero touchdowns against a bad Chargers team and against a bad Vegas team the last two weeks. Eight offensive touchdowns on the season. Um, haven't scored in something like 30 drives, uh, and that was like a 50-yard rush. That wasn't even a sustained drive. Um, so even the struggling Buffalo defense can have success. You want to fire someone, fire the guy that's calling the defense. I don't think yeah. they're going to get any dead count, but cat bounce here because they haven't fixed the problem. The players By yourself, are, Sean. aren't suddenly relieved because of the coaching change because I think they're all – you see with Stephon Diggs uh, – brother on twitter you know and all the comments he's making and that is so toxic if i were i'd be like stay out of it i wouldn't want my brother doing that yeah. so I, I i don't know i think the problem's still there but i think that the jets aren't going to score a ton in this game because the pass rush is still good for buffalo and wilson is abysmal under pressure you just get a little bit of pressure on him he folds you know like a table so i think the rush defense the also table. stepped up against denver um, like a folding table, yeah. One, one the yards per play battle, seven point one to four point two. I think the offense is going to regress after that because the that wasn't the problem. Dorsey wasn't the problem. They had a great numbers across the board. I think because of the firing, they call more run plays um, to to make Sean McDermott happy. Um, and the ceilings lowered on the offense that had been effective because that's not what they do well. So that's going to curb scoring against a really good defense here. I would lean to the Jets at plus seven, even though my power rings make it a little higher because of this firing, because of the conservative nature of the offense, I think it's going to happen. And I think that fits in well with uh, props play right here. Yeah, I like James Cook. I know it's been frustrating usage for the running back, but it just passes the eye test. Every time I see him, I'm just wondering why he's not getting more and more touches, more involved. Involved in the offense, 5.2 yards per carry. He's averaged over five yards per carry over the duration of his career. Hopefully with Dorsey gone, maybe he'll get some more play calls. But even if he doesn't, this number, in my opinion, is way closer to his floor than his ceiling. There's also a stark contrast if we look at James Cook's usage and production in wins versus losses, with the Bills being seven-point favorites. Uh, yeah, I like his chances. He's gone over in four of five games that the Bills have won. He's averaging 75 rushing yards in Bills victories uh, compared to their defeats here. Uh, so I like that aspect of the play as well. Just not a lot of confidence in any of the other running backs. I know Latavius Murray looked good early in the game, but to me it's far and away James Cook is a more explosive option uh, in the backfield. Had the fumble, but I feel like he salvaged his uh, night nicely afterwards as well. He already gashed the Jets defense once. The Jets have been vulnerable uh, to running backs as well for looking at uh, the, the path of least resistance teams have had most success attacking the Jets up the middle. So I think James Cook is going to be effective. Only needs 10 to 12 touches to go over this number. So give me James Cook over 52 and a half rushing yards. Chat keeps asking about the weather and if there will be snow, um, according to like weather.com, high of 44, partly cloudy. So it doesn't appear to have um, any snow in this game. All right, moving on. Seahawks at this one. This is a game that I kind of don't want to touch, but y'all have a lot of picks on this one. Seahawks at the Rams. Rams coming off a bye. Seahawks laying one. Virtual pick on this total, 46 and a half. This just feels like it could go either way. But Brinson, you're backing Matt Stafford. I am backing Matthew Stafford. Um, Sean McVay has had good success against the Seahawks uh, in his career since taking over. You get Matthew Stafford back. The Rams are down and down and out right now, um, but this is sort of the last hurrah for them to try to make a push uh, for the playoffs. I still think they're very much very much in the mix for that seven seed, even though people are likely counting them out. Um, so I, I think Stafford comes back has a great game. Seahawks defense, you know. Not bad, but I think Puka Nakua should be in line to play in this game. I believe it was limited practice on Wednesday. So we get uh, Puka, get Cooper Cup, 
A healthy staff. Like, look, here's the bottom line. A health, when, when Matthew Stafford plays and is healthy, the Rams are a good football team and they can win games. And when he doesn't play, they aren't good. Um, so I'm banking on Stafford being healthy enough to be productive in this game. I am also on the Rams as a best bet. You said McVay you know, dominates this matchup. He's 9-1 and one against the spread in his last 10 against Pete Carroll. Like, it's just uh, overperforming expectations every time. And the Seattle team, which me and Alex love coming into the year, and I still like, they are looking less and less elite by the week. Their offense piled up yards against an awful Washington defense, could not get in the end zone, settled for five field goals, had one 64-yard touchdown, not able to sustain drives on offense, which you should be able to do against that awful defense. Seattle's defense ranked very highly earlier in the year, down down to 15th in yards per play, 30th on third down, 29th in the red zone. I think they could struggle against some legit offenses, and and the Rams with Matthew Stafford have a legit offense. Um, Scored 30 against Seattle in the first meeting on the road. Now this one's at home. I think the number's right based on power ratings just between these teams, but because of the history with McVay there and the the boost of Stafford coming back, I think the Rams are the clear play. So I'm taking them plus one, or if you can find a money line around minus 105, you can play that. I'm going against my colleagues here, gentlemen. I apologize in advance for the beatdown the Seahawks are about to put on the Rams. But I'm going to back them here. I just don't think they're going to get embarrassed twice in one season by this Rams team. I know Pete Carroll or Sean McVay's had Pete Carroll's number here, but I just have a lot more confidence in the depth, in the talent overall in Seattle. I think they can run the ball effectively, control the clock, limit Matthew Stafford's opportunities. And defensively, yeah, they've uh, been regressing a bit, but I just like this matchup for Seattle. I'll take them on the road to get the victory here. I love it. Spicy. Okay. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Denver Broncos. Broncos minus two and a half over under 42 and a half. The, are the Broncos the hot? But the, the Vikings are the hottest team in football. These are just a matchup of the two hottest teams in football right now. It the, Minis- be. Yeah. the Josh Dobbs Minnesota Vikings who won, I think, what, five straight or is it six straight now? And, uh, and, and the, yeah. right, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Am I wrong there? That's right, isn't it? With him, yeah, because I think they're on a four game winning streak. And then uh, five, five straight, five. one loss before that, one win before that, and three losses before that. Yeah, that's right. So, um, six and six and four. Six right? and four. Yep. Minnesota five straight wins against the Bears, the Niners, the Packers, the Falcons, and the Saints. The Denver Broncos three straight wins against the Packers, and then the sandwiching their bye with the wins against the Chiefs and the Bills. Like if you had told me their other win is against the Bears, they're four and uh, four and five. If you had told me that this team would beat the Chiefs and the Bills in back to back games after the way that they started the season, after giving up seventy points to the Miami Dolphins, like they've really turned things around quite honestly. And I think you're going to see a, um, I think you're going to see a inspired defensive effort and you're going to see Russell Wilson play some pretty decent football. And he's, he's been playing decent offensive football uh, lately. Looked a little bit better. Maybe Sean Payton has kind of fixed it a little bit. And as such, I think the, the Broncos figure out a way to stop the Josh Dobbs hype train. Also, I feel like, um, Russell Wilson's been using his legs a lot. He was running a lot. Uh, what was it? Monday night was the last game that they played. It was a Monday night. Right. August Monday night. Yes. Monday night. So I would take over on his rushing um, prop. All right. We're getting into Monday night football, uh, which we realized that we haven't done on this show before. We almost leave out Monday night football every week, but not this week. It is the Super Bowl. Um, rematch if you will the philadelphia eagles at the kansas city chiefs chiefs laying two and a half this total 45 and a half um i checked taylor swift is in rio de janeiro she has a concert that night so no taylor swift there which we know can move the line i saw the the chat chattering about that a little bit um 
I think if we learned anything from the Super Bowl, you hammer the Chiefs here minus the two and a half. Um, but I'd also I'd be curious if I set the line at how many times the broadcast shows Mama Kelsey at five and a half, would y'all go over or under? Way over. You think more than six times? With the Swift parents there? The Swift parents? I don't You think the Swift the parents, parents are meeting at the game? The parents are meeting at the game. How do, whoa, 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 whoa. How do you know that? Well, that's the report, according to. But she's, um, she's not going to be there. She's got a concert in Rio de Janeiro. There you go. Look, the parent. No, the he. Look, he's hanging out with Mr. Swift, and now oh, wow. apparently Taylor, Travis Kelsey's mom and dad, and the Swift, Mr. and Mrs. Swift. I don't know their names. Are also going to be there. So the parents are all going to meet. So like way over five, six and a half, five and a half. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, way over. Also, I don't know what Taylor Swift's parents look like. Even more. I didn't. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that. But Brinson, you also like the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I like the Chiefs minus two and a half here. I think uh, pretty simple, frankly. Andy Reid off the bye. Andy Reid off the bye. Andy Reid. That's just okay. But anyway, you get the point. Andy Reid is off the bye. Not that good in Kansas City. Not that good in Kansas City. At least oh, in the it's just season. fun to sing, RJ. It's just <laughs> fun to sing. Uh, so I'm going to lay the two and a half. Um, and uh, and the Swift parents are traveling. I would make more sense if this was in Philadelphia, considering I think they're below, but uh, they're from somewhere outside of Philadelphia. But they're going to travel to Kansas City without their daughter. But there's a there must be Eagles. Fans, so might you want to go into if they, if they say hey, we can put you in a box for this game for a Super Bowl. They rematch. were Eagles fans, but Swift's dad was wearing a Chiefs lanyard. At the, we got to stop talking about this. People are probably like up in arms listening to us talk about Taylor Swift so much. But um, okay, very interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting situation, too, because they both had a bye before this, um, not just the Chiefs, but the Eagles, too. So it's kind of set up like the Super Bowl. And going into that Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts was dealing with a major injury. Uh, wasn't, wasn't sure how effective he would be in the Super Bowl, and he was amazing. Like, he, he was not the reason they lost that game. Would have won the game except that freak fumble, I think, that, that the Chiefs returned for a touchdown. Really was in it the whole way. So we'll see if it has a similar effect here. Um, he has not been running as much uh, with his in- knee injury, uh, or it has been effective as a runner with his knee injury. So if these extra weeks to rest for this game. I think you come out and we see these high these high uh, leverage games with these big teams going against each other all the time. Quarterbacks like to run a little bit more and pick up those first downs. So I think he could be a little bit more on the move than people expect in this game, especially since he's been dealing with that injury. I would also add, I would also add that the field conditions in that Super Bowl uh, really took away the Eagles defense's biggest strength. I know obviously both teams had yes. to deal with it, but the Eagles led the NFL in sacks last season, had basically no pressure as a result of the field conditions in the Super Bowl, uh, despite having arguably the best pass rush in the NFL. So I think that'll be a big difference as well. I think they are going to be able to get some pressure on Patrick Mahomes here. And uh, I personally like the Eagles as well all right that is going to do it for our show we're two and two on monday football we'll see um if the experts or the uh, joes well, just to be one. clear i don't know if i'm taking the eagles i'm just saying the hurt the hurt stuff look for his okay. rushing numbers like i might be on the chiefs here all right um all right so let's take a look and recap our best bets brinson i believe you are first yep Walk i through. went with six after rj insulted me in my math and my counting skills I'm actually going with six. The Chargers minus three. The Dolphins minus 12 and a half. The Lions minus seven and a half. The Rams plus one. The Broncos minus two and a half. And Kansas City, the Chiefs minus two and a half. Will the, with the Swifts. Yes. uh, In attendance. Yes. 
I like that. Robert in the chat said he's investing in Brinson's picks. So do this not for yourself, but also for Robert in the chat. I am taking Arizona plus the four and a half. I got it at five, but for the sake of this, we'll do four and a half. Um, I like McBride over 54 and a half rushing, or excuse me, receiving yards. Um, Pittsburgh and Cleveland under that should be under 32 and a half and then the Giants plus the nine and a half San Francisco over their team total of 26 and a half and then uh New Jersey and Buffalo under 40 um and then I also have KC minus two and a half New Jersey and Buffalo is interesting uh, that uh, I think you I think they uh, you're banishing oh. them to New Jersey and uh, yeah yeah sorry the acronym got me yes but they are That's kind of the idea. New Jersey team I'd say the Jets are more of like the Jersey team Right. I think Jersey doesn't want to claim them at this point, seeing that offense. Sure. Um, I have Green Bay plus three. I have Tennessee's team total under 16 and a half. I have Tony Pollard under 65 and a half fresh yards or 66. I don't know what, what it was on, on our site, but Arizona plus three and a half first half. I have a teaser, Pittsburgh plus seven and a half and Detroit minus one and a half. I also have the Jets and the Bills going under 40 points and I have the Rams plus one. And I have Aaron Jones under 54 and a half rushing yards. Jameer Gibbs over 36 and a half rushing yards. And I have James Cook over 52 and a half rushing yards. And last but not least, I'll have to be wearing a Seattle jersey if they get the win. <laughs> so I can brag to Brinson and RJ on our next appearance next Thursday. I'm going to take the Seahawks at minus one. All right. Very spicy. That is our show. Make sure you join on Sunday as the Super Friends go through and recap week 11 of the NFL. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page if you're listening to the audio version only. Do the same, and we will see you next time. Good luck on your bets. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.